Because this is therapy, real therapy, radio therapy, and you heard it from the nephew. That's nephew Tommy. So go to www.radiotherapyshow.com. Just to 
What's going on? It's your man Terrence J. Host the radio therapy with Terrence J. With my co-host, Lady Z. Lady Z, what's happening with you? How you doing? I'm good. Other than having to float on in here. Well, it is raining here in the Dallas Forward Metroplex, uh, so I'm glad you was able to coast in, turn your car into a boat, and motor your way down the street. <laughs> I think I think somebody pulled one of those uh, things that that dropped a water bucket on top of somebody because yeah, everything just came out the sky at like one point. Just boom, and I was like. Okay, now that's not a run to the car ride. That's, you need to wait till the stop right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I said, look, I said, now nah, they always talk about making it rain. I said, I think the Lord didn't made it rain more than anybody else could, because the bottom fell out the sky, yes, water came yes, down. Yes, so yes. I hope, hope that uh, everybody is staying dry wherever it's you safe. are right now. Like I said, if you can't see the road, don't pass. Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't need nobody flow. We, we don't watch those. We didn't already have too many. Those stories on the news, and actually, you know, it's always I think I can make it. Until you don't do it, don't the, you do it. The last, the last words that anybody ever says, I thing. think I can make it. So uh, you can't make it, okay? It turns out quite to be quite unfortunate. Yeah, turn around, cause here's the thing: even if you do live, then you're gonna mess up your car, okay? Yeah. So, uh, and I don't know about you, but I do not need to be going to buy a new car. Don't want another car note. So I'm gonna just turn around and go another want to way. Pay deductible, even if, it, if I don't mess it up, I don't want to pay the deductible. That's another thing that might have to be in my pocket. Pay a car note. Yeah, so really you cannot make it if you can't see the road. Turn around and go another way. Just be safe out there because we want all the family to be here to hang out with us as we do radio therapy each and every week. So thank you guys so much. Uh, we are glad to be able to say that uh, we are now being played on a multitude of different uh, platforms. Uh, we're still on RadioTherapyShow.com, but we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. So go out there and find the Radio Therapy Network and be able to check out myself and Lady Z. So we got a great show lined up for you guys today. Uh, we got a couple topics uh, that, that some things that are going on, uh, some locally, and some others that kind of been talked about nationally, social media-wise, and I think they are relevant to uh, life. So wanted to discuss them today. So without further ado, we'll kind of get into it, Lady Z. Um, I was watching the uh, situation with Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks, and, you know, that's the hometown team right here. And there was a situation within his business offices not on the basketball side, but on his business side. So he has a separate office where, you know, everybody is from the ticket sales to the promotions to everything else, where it was described as a frat house-like mentality or atmosphere. Okay. There were men in charge that were just letting things go, run amok. Uh, a lot of the men in charge were the people who were causing the most um, – Destruction in the in the workplace by groping women. One of them was accused of licking a woman on her face. One of them was accused oh, okay. of uh, grabbing one. One one guy came back into work, um, had a used condom filled with bodily fluids fall <laughs> out of his pants leg walking through the office. One guy, uh, he was watching pornography on his computer in the middle of the office, and the the solution to that was to put his desk up against a wall so that nobody could walk behind and see what he's watching on the screen. I mean, it was just 
it was so much stuff going on within the office that, you know, Sports Illustrated did a write-up of the Mavericks to talk about what was going on because somebody blew the whistle on the situation. And it was it was one of those things that was kind of uh, devastating to Mark Cuban. And from the, from the jump, he said, I had no idea of all these things that were being talked about. He said, yes, I am the owner of the team. But I was so focused on the basketball side that I, he said, man, if I went to my business offices of the Mavericks five times in the last 20 years, he said, that would probably be saying, that would probably be an overestimate. And so he said, I just didn't know. I had a GM over there. The numbers were coming back good. Nobody ever came to complain. He's, yeah, he said, he said I, he, nobody came to complain. The numbers were good. The things I asked for to uh, be done were done. So you hear no complaints, and what you asked for to be done is done and completed. Well, everything must be okay. But as vice president, and, and the sad part about this thing, and, and, and I'm sorry, I have to, you know, bring the color lines in here. These, all, these were black men, you know, running the situation. Oh, come on, so, so the the president, I want to say he's the president or vice president uh, or whatever he was, Tadema Ussery, he had countless of incidents on him with you know sexual harassment, but he was the boss over there, so he never let anything get past him. Anytime someone somebody went to human resources to complain, or human resources go to quote unquote the boss, which is him, and he had so many infractions that he just stopped it there. It never even got back to. Mark Cuban, and now. Okay, but I guess I'm confused. How was it going to Human Resources, and if it was him, how was Mark Cuban not being notified? I'm confused about that. I don't know how the how the layout was, but I do know that the um the the because he was the boss, it was going to him instead of Mark Cuban. He was the guy in charge of running all the stuff. Right, but you said, but he had complaints against him, right? He had complaints against him. Um, even before Mark Cuban bought the team. So they was asking, well, how did you keep him on as the president? He oh, said, okay, Mark okay. Cuban said, listen, when I bought the team, I was so excited. It was a dream come true. I bought the Mavericks. What I, what I know as a new owner coming in is basketball, basketball, basketball. I'm sorry, Mark, but your name is on it. You got to take the blame. You got to take, well, take the blame. I'm sorry. Well, the, the thing is, is that, of course, he is. That's he, he's not taking good it. business because you should have been. You still should have been making impromptu because your name is on. Well, true, true, and we're not arguing that fact. Yeah. Um. But he was. He was. The thing is, is that what exonerates him in this situation is they had a private investigator come in and look at the whole thing and check, you know, email tracks and everything else, and they even came out and said, Cuban, what Cuban knew was two percent of. The hundred percent, and he, you know, kind of dealt with the the little one or two issues, or you know, one guy, one guy he did he knew some about, and he said, "Hey man," he sent him an email and said, "Hey, clean this up or you're fired." Well, Cuban said, "I never heard him," and so that guy had an incident that was notified to him three years apart. Cuban said, "Well, I said, clean up or you're fired." To my understanding. There hadn't been an issue in three years with this guy. So when the next thing came out about, 
about him, I said whatever Cuban said, but Cuban was never in a situation from what I heard or, or looked at the reports. He was never in a real situation where he knew about something and said, hey, let's cover this up. Okay, I got. I guess I got a, a question, and I don't know. I know some companies do this. I don't know what the title would be. But he didn't have anybody that still did, like, quality control or uh, audits of his different ventures and report back to him. Because you can't keep all that tomfoolery going on the whole time. I could just do a guest pop-in, and you wouldn't know who I was. He didn't have anybody that does. I mean, I know you're one person, and you're a billionaire. You're not going to have time. But at the end of the day, your name is on it. And if he doesn't have that, that's something that he should get. Now there is a different, but with him there's a different being level. As smart as he is, yeah. you would think that would be in place. I, I find it hard to, and then my other question is, okay, if people were complaining and nothing was getting done, I, I can't see all those complaints going to HR and Mark Cuban well, not being notified. And what happened is they said eventually, uh, they said they could, I guess the investigators saw where they can see that complaints really stopped going to HR because they said, first of all, they said they had no women in leadership, nothing ever got done, and one of the biggest culprits were was the boss of it. One lady said, they interviewed her, well, she already she quit. why did she get an attorney? Well, here's the thing. Now, we're asking questions that, you know, none of us know. What we do know is that none of them ever did it. One lady they did an interview on the news uh, the one of the bosses that were implicated in this thing. It must well enough, so I guess it wasn't worth the headache. Well, one of, one of the guys said he made a comment about her breasts, and she said something. She said, well, I guess she said, well, look, if he can make a comment like that, then she's going to make a flippant comment back. She made a comment back to that guy, and she said as soon as he left, the guy that was over, him, over the guy she made the comment to because he was uh, higher up too, said, don't you ever be a smart ass to your boss like that again. And she said, wait a minute, he just made a comment about my breast and I can't respond. So she she was one of the women who ended up quitting. And there was a there was a few women that said that this this environment is so hostile that they end up quitting just the whole organization, you know, themselves because they said they just mm -hmm. couldn't go to work there. Nobody ever got an attorney. Nobody ever said, I'm gonna reach out to Mark Cuban. Nobody ever felt the fact that I work for Mark Cuban, dollar signs would have been in my face because I believe me, I would have been like, you said that to me? I promise if you walked in an attorney's office and said, I work in Mark Cuban's office and one of his head guys said this to me, you mean to tell me an attorney, knowing as you work for, that's what I'm saying, I can't believe those women would be, and excuse my 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 word, but that's about, I can't believe you would be that stupid. If I done got, if you done sit up there and degraded me like that, I'm finna get paid. It's Mark Cuban. Now you know he got money. It's the Mavericks. I was I was lost. So I, I was I lost get, in that situation. Understand. It's important. It now that it's important missing on that story. That's all I'm saying. Because I just find that hard to believe. Well, actually, here's the thing. The the you gotta think it's about a, this. It's a missing part. The investigator came in and did a seven month investigation. There are no missing parts. They went through and tracked every phone call, every email. No, every, what everything. I'm saying is there's no way those unless those women were just kind of dumb. There's no way I'm gonna work for Mark Cuban and one of your top officials has sexually harassed me and I'm not gonna go to the EEOC and sue you. But you work for Mark Cuban, he's a billionaire. I know I'm gonna get paid. I get it. I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, but so I, unless they just hired a bunch of dummies, I mean yeah, you got women that done filed suits suits for less, and he be ain't got no money. 
I, I wonder why why nobody went and said, "How about I email Mark Cuban?" Because matter of fact, right. Mark Cuban is Mark Cuban is one of the most accessible people through email that's of that stature because he has it open for fans to email and he responds back to fans. So I'm like, you couldn't just, email Mark it, Cuban. And like I said, within that, uh, it something is missing with something is missing with them females. It's it's got to be something else. It's a missing element because that just doesn't make as money hungry and as as easy of money that would have been, I just can't see somebody. Pay, and, and then it turned out to be the truth too. Mm-hmm. There is no way. Yeah. After I filed an HR complaint and nothing came of that, okay, fine. And then and then I'm gonna quit too. Man, please. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of what happened with this. So Mark Cuban had to go on and, and do so the. And so my point is, if I get did that and got ready to sue you, the way Mark, one thing I from what I gather, the impression I get from Mark Cuban. He is proactive. So the very first time some kind of sexual assault case came against him, Mark Cuban would be like, hold up, what's going on up in here? Well, you know, here's, you here's, here's, here's I, the so thing. I just, I just, that just don't make sense to But me. see, that's why people were asking about the guy, don't the brother sense. he kept in, in, in place. When he said, he said, I, he said when I, got, I took over the team, uh, this guy was in place. The, the job that was being done with promotions and all the stuff, were running, so I came in. I did. He said. He said. I honestly didn't know. No, no, so no. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm talking about if one of the females, even with them just quitting, okay, the work environment's too bad. You can go to the EEOC, Equal Opportunity Employee, uh, for free. There is no way. And then if they, if you gave them that wealth of information, and it's Mark Cuban. No way. People say the same thing about the Hollywood situation or the Bill no, Cosby. Why did no, people no, wait so but long? But the Hollywood situation, that is the environment. That's why that right there, the cast and catch, everybody know what time it is in Hollywood. That's why that right there is like you know what you're walking into. I'm not saying it's right, but you know that that's the environment there. You know that. that That's the whole. Like I said, you didn't hear all of it because it was a lot of men doing stuff that they wouldn't don't want folks to know they had to do. I mean, the women can talk about it, but you're not going to hear you know You never hear it. You think it only happened to women actresses? You, you I mean, the actresses? No, really? I don't, Come I don't. on now. So, but that is, that's the theme in Hollywood. And you got a lot of them big wig women done bed a whole bunch of them old fine actors that came through there. She's like, yeah, I'll give you the point. You're going to give me some booty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, let's keep it 100. Because, you know, ladies, he might have to check herself. You know, because some of brothers kind of fine. They're like, bro, we can talk, but what you got? Let me see what you have <laughs> Back to Mark Cuban. What I'm saying is. I, I can think of some actors that, that yeah. would have been like, me too, old Lady Z. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Lady Z, we got a triple B coming in. Ah. Uh-huh. Is that if I was single, Lady Z? Oh, now, if I had a Mr. Lady Z, I could make it. That, that's probably how I would have got a Mr. Lady Z. You become <laughs> Mr. Lady Z, I'll give you the rope, boy. You kind of fine. No, I can't. But I'm just, I'm just saying, knowing how the female mind works, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, HR, you ain't got to do nothing. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me that any attorney, when an attorney mind said, if you went and said, hey, it's crazy up in this office, this man sexually harassed me, I want to file charges. The first person they're going to reach out to is the one with the big, the most money, Mark Cuban. Absolutely, yeah. So like I said, it's something missing. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a part they're missing. that something Something shot that down and how did that happen? Because it's like, like I said, but if nothing else, I hope if Mark Cuban didn't learn anything else, you, no matter how much money you make, you got to stay connected to all your, because your name is on that. 
and I think he knows that now. Um, and he hired he hired a a female now general manager named Cynthia Marshall, and so she's she's hey, coming that's in. That's the lady from AT and T. Yeah, yeah, it's her. And okay, so, yeah, so she come in and she's cleaning up the whole thing. Now, now, one thing I don't like that she brought in is she said that she's going to change the outfits and the dance move of the dancers. I was like, come on now, Cynthia. Good Lord. They shouldn't be looked at as sexual objects. They should be looked well, at as a skill. You, no, no, no. But now, you know, she's trying to clean up the, you know yeah. where that's coming from. You yeah. know, we got to, you know, that she's going at AT&T, right? She got to. If sexual harassment was the underlying thing for this, you gotta clean. You got, you got. Thank, thank that brother who mishandled stuff. So all that's got. It'll eventually come back, but for right now, she gotta scrub it. Yeah, yeah. You know, she gotta clean yeah, it all. She gotta up. clean. Yeah, they, they gotta, they gotta, cause they done tarnished, you know, old boy's image. So mm-hmm. they gotta scrub it all the way. He probably sick about it than anybody. Yeah, you know, and uh, you you look at it, and so she's she's gonna come in. And and she's she's already doing a great job from what I hear. No, she was but she here's was the, here's the excuse thing. Excuse my terminology, but she was hella good at AT and T. Here's the thing: is that a lot of the women said they said it was so bad on the business side that going to the back where the players were was a breath of fresh air. They said it was so toxic in the business office that being around that the players really was like, oh. They said the players treated them, you know. So respect. They said. They said being around the jocks was a fresh fresh air versus like the, the I, business I, side. I feel like those women just felt like since this was a male-dominated environment, that you just didn't have the right to say anything. But you couldn't be talking to me. That's gonna cost you money. I'd have told them you can't be talking about my boobs. That's gonna cost you, bro. Now if he'd pay me right there, we might. We might. <laughs> we, hey, but I'm gonna get paid. And I'm telling him every time you say something about my boobs, five hundred dollars. Oh, I'm going. I'm going to report you. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm. I'm. I'm going to be expensive conversation. I'm going to have me a nice little package when I leave here. Keep on talking, bro. Because you know I can email Mark right now, right? Absolutely. And when that man came with me to my door, sitting under my box, keep talking. That's gonna cost you about a grand. Keep on talking. Where my phone at? What you say? Say that again. And every time they said something, I'd been around the office just recording everybody. Say that. Say it. I dare you to say that again. Yeah, I'd have, have them on record. Yeah, boy, see now. That's why I'm good people. See, I had to educate y'all. Y'all just have missed out on mine. Now, Mark Cuban could have been your best friend. There was there was one guy who, um, and this is kind of what I wanted to, to get into. He had, say, a domestic, um, he had a domestic violence situation, right? And mm-hmm. so people were saying, well, he should have been fired. Um... And I, I I look at I look at these situations and I'm wondering where is there a line where something that happens at home can affect your work status? I don't know if I'm all the way ready to say that something you and a partner, be it male or female, do at home, an allegation, an actual charge, or something, unless you had a job if it's that illegal. says. But it, unless you had a job that says that you can't illegal. have, a, like, you had a job that says you can't have a felony. If you get right. a felony, I understand that because you've now broken But, you know, that. some jobs, depending on how much money you make, what you call it, but basically it's a character clause in it. And if you violate that clause, you out. And what's to say that he didn't, and, and with the kind of money he was making, he probably did. Because it's brand affecting. And you know what? And, and, and the thing is, and is if that. It, and if he had, and most of the time when it's contracts, 99.9% of the time, 
is some form of, and I'm probably using wrong terminology, but you know what I'm talking about. There is a character clause. I would have to look up and see what, the, I might be right, but I'm not sure. But there is a character clause in there, and there is certain things. They have it with Caesar. It's certain things that if you violate, I mean, sometimes they do on the cool, mm-hmm. but if it becomes pop, public knowledge, you out of there. Yeah, you know, anything that's going to affect the bottom line, that's yeah. going to be a, a because situation. Because you got to think about, like, AT&T is an international brand. You can't, they can't have certain things associated. Uh, you think of uh, 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 Apple, any of, the, any of your international brands or local brands, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. It's certain things that you can't have, and then they, they associate, they don't want the brand name associated. That, that's, that's money. Absolutely. And, but, you, but and, you, and it's easy to get rid of you. But a lot of times I look at it and I say, you know, I don't know if all these situations, you know, because hindsight, we don't know who that guy was until they put his name out. I said, well, we don't know who he was, and y'all wanted him fired 15 well, but, years ago. But but how is that any different when somebody does something racist and they lose their job? You cheer that on. As far as somebody, somebody saying something racist, doing something racist, uh, a racist act, and it's on social media. The companies get rid of them because that's brand affecting. Now, there's a situation going on with uh, Ohio State football, the university. There was a man who was an assistant coach, and his wife called the police on someone, on him, I should say. Then what happened is it got back to the head coach. Head co- he called the head coach and said, listen, wife called police on me, said I did this, did that. Uh, I didn't do it. Head coach says, hey, man, if you did it, you know, I'm going to fire you. Okay, the law didn't come out on the side of saying that he did it. So it ends up happening again, call the police. Um, I think this time, I want to remember if it was a second or third time, but this time it happened, the police sided and said, okay, yeah, he did this. So he ends up firing him That's four or five years ago. And and now the head coach is under prosecution now by you know the general public saying well you should fire him and I'm saying how does a man get fired, what another man done and he told him, if the law comes out, to say you did it okay, I'm gonna I'm, let you go okay you lose me now now go back now the 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 head coach didn't fire the assistant coach after he told him he would after no after he told him. My wife called the police on me saying that I did this and I didn't do it. Okay. He said, okay, I'll take your word. Right. Your wife gave the police her, her, her version. You giving me and yours. And legally they came out and said he was innocent. He the was first innocent. Time. Okay, yeah. I got that. The next time they came out and said he was guilty, the coach ends up firing him. Okay. The man who even got fired came out and said, hey, I'm defending the man who fired me because he told me. Okay. If the law came out that's not in my favor, he's going to let me go. But everybody's calling for the head coach to be fired. Why? Because he said he should have fired him on the first call. But I said, why do we have a legal system? Well, the only reason why he necessarily couldn't have fired him on the first call is because the wife could have been lying. That's a possibility. She could have been lying. But with him having, but whatever the rules were for the what's name, until he had an actual offense against him, he can't fire the man on hearsay. Yeah. And I think I think that's I think that's where a lot of people are, are getting upset about because I don't because he didn't do it he didn't do a paterno. True. Don't it, get me started on that man. And he, here locally with the Dallas Cowboys, this even happened here last year with Ezekiel Elliott. Well, they overlooked little boy getting diddled for years. What Ezekiel? 
No, I'm talking about oh, determined. Oh, no. But Ezekiel came, the police said, we don't see any charges. We don't see anything with domestic violence. You're, for one, she's uncredible because of her story changing. Two, we don't see the evidence. So it was like, okay, we don't see the evidence. But then you take the NFL as a, you know, we know they're a global brand, but this is still a job. And you, and you go and suspend him after they put a female investigator to go in and look at the evidence. The female investigator hired by the NFL came out and said, I don't I don't see any evidence that he did this. So when the decision He's was, only guilty of being stupid. When the decision was being made, the lady who they hired to investigate was not even let into the room and they and they they did a suspension, which for him cost a lot of money. And I'm like Don't we him. have a place set in for that how can I be fired? Because I've seen this on a lower level at a regular job. Somebody gets fired over an allegation or, well, you know, we have to let you go because of of the allegation and the, the arrest. Well, the arrest doesn't mean a conviction. It means that I was, I was you know, if, if you call the cops in a domestic violence situation, they're going to take somebody away. You, you're going to be brought outside of the house. Or they'll tell you if we come back, somebody's going to jail tonight. You know, and you guys can be just verbally arguing. And I'm like, I understand about the money aspect, but I'm saying until we get a actual conviction, I think we might have to pump the brakes on just saying we have to let this person go or do the, the, the public opinion conviction is like, you know what? He's had to be fired because he has been accused. Well, wait a minute. What happened to the court system and the legal system and the, the actual verdict of the judge? I think we have to wait on that because a lot of people know, if I make this phone call, I can ruin you. If I oh, yeah, a lot of if, if, if I do this, I can ruin you. And it's like when Until, uh, if a lot of people will respond back properly, like that um damn Biden comedian name. Like he did and sued that woman for slander. If somebody's gonna sue him for slander, I mean rebuttal it. You Instead know of you costing me everything. Yeah, and I and I really think um, I really think I think just a lot of people don't know. I really think we have to get to a point also to where in there has to be some type of law set up that it really needs to be if, for people if that you because you playing if you lie and it gets proven that you lied you need to serve time too because people have sat in jail for years and then yeah. they come back and say, well, that's not that's really happening. Really, what happened? And then you just walk on with your life. You just go on about your business. And even I just pray nobody ever do that to me because I'm <laughs> I'm in, the, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Would you go go back to jail? <laughs> no, I ain't going back to jail. If you come for somebody, ladies, then you gonna have you to. Know, I didn't say I was gonna touch him. I'm just coming for you in the name of Jesus. In the name of you Jesus. You don't know how I'm coming for you, but I'm coming. For you. But I'm coming. You gonna get God? No, I'm just kidding. It's a if problem. You, if, first of all, if you lie on me and cost me everything, I ain't got nothing else to lose. Yeah. You know, and that and that and that I'm is like a scary Kevin part. Russell, I'm coming for you. That is a scary part. If you have, if you have taught somebody everything, I got nothing else to lose. I'm coming for you. You know what? I'm just letting you know. Every time you see my mama, say, "Just be smiling at you crazy." <laughs> she smiled at me funny. Well, man, we can't arrest her for smiling funny. Every time you look up, I'm gonna be smiling. And put it. And put a restraint on you, lazy. Uh-uh. You, uh-uh. you at lunch. I ain't got what else I got to do. You don't take everything from me. She's stalking me now. I ain't stalking. You must stay five hundred feet away. I did. I could be five hundred feet, but you gonna see. You know, you see my smile from five hundred feet. Lady, she been about a billboard smiling at you. Smiling at you everywhere you go. I'm looking at you. (laughs) Hello. 
So, you know, that that's that's uh um, <laughs> coming through your camera on your Hey, how you doing? Friend of the mother face. I joke. heard her voice. Yeah, I'm I'm in the booth. We about to know what she's talking about. Had a joke. You're gonna be like the man on, on uh, that Jamie Foxx video. I see you. The one that kept escaping I'm from jail. Say, yeah, I'm gonna say, hey. yeah, that's gonna be Lady Z. So that, I mean, please whatever. don't lie on Lady yeah, Z because she coming for you. Okay. Me. You can do a lot. Just don't lie on me. Yeah, you know. Don't lie on me and don't hurt my children. And 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 you good. You're good. Yeah. And don't steal my money. Yeah, well, the trifecta. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I hate the most is is in that what same vein. A line line is I can't stand to be accused. If you accuse me of something that I know I didn't do. And I tell you I didn't do it, and then we drop it, we good. I I but rather you, you come keep harping on it. I rather you come ask me. I rather you come ask me. But if you come and accuse me, Lady Z, I promise you, it's a whole nother level you don't do of rage. Well with accusation. Nah, I just I just don't do well with that. And I'm gonna tell you this, I got a theory. Oh, I got a a belief. I don't want you to go to hell on my court. So if you lying on me, I'm gonna make sure that your lie becomes the truth. <laughs> Because I want to help you go to heaven, okay? So whatever you lied to me and said I did, be prepared for me to do it. Because after I told you I didn't do it and you still say I did, then I'm going to have to do it just so you don't be lying. Because I, I, I don't want you to go to hell for lying, ladies. See? So if you say, I know you did that, okay. All right. Well, guess what? Yeah. Consider it done. Because I'm going to say, Lord, I, I'm, 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 I'm recruiting for you. They were lying. I want them to tell the truth. I'm sending them your way. So, but um, uh, I was watching in the in the the news this past week, and this happened actually uh, last weekend. And when I say the news, I guess that sounds old school, but now the news is social media. Uh, but there is a radio station in Atlanta that um, had Cat Williams on as a guest, and I want to say it's the Frank Ski and uh, Wanda Smith. Uh, I, I think it's the morning show in Atlanta on V one hundred three. And so, Cat Williams came on the show, and him and the co-host Wanda, she's a comedian, and they started kind is of. She now? Yeah, well, she she is you know by profession, so we so oh, she okay. she is she is a comedian. <laughs> she is a comedian. Uh, I, I'm I'm I don't you know everybody. There's levels to this. Oh, I should no, say. No, I, I just couldn't tell. Yeah, there's levels to this. So her and Cat Williams get on radio, and they start kind of doing the comedian verbal jarring back and forth, which we've seen comedians do all the time. No, Cat Williams was drawing. Oh, well, Cat Williams was drawing with her, and she was doing her best to try to keep up. She was reacting. And so what happens is, oh, is that once they got going, it was clear that Cat Williams were, was the better at doing that. She got out ranked. But it's Cat Williams. Who does that? And so what happens is she forgets that she really was the starter of it when she went she personal and started talking about him going to jail. But that's what you do when you don't when you have run out of material or you don't have a comeback. And this is kind of how it got started. I think you're going to hear once once it, it it went on and once she made the comment about jail, the whole attitude with Cat Williams flipped and said. Okay, this Actually, is what we doing. And here's Cat Williams. Wanda no she I'm what? She didn't do as much cooking in the latter years as she uh, did in the beginning. Oh, uh, whatever. I cook. I do it all. I didn't say that you well, did. Well, that's right. I did it in the beginning and the middle and the end. 
What's your favorite wait, wait, thing wait, to cook? Wait, wait, your boy, um, yeah. They like for me to cook. I do a really nice broccoli. They like my broccoli, and they love my baked chicken. Hey, and hey, right now, look up your phone and see what it takes to make broccoli. And tell me oh, he doesn't say, say heat up water. Uh, uh, That's the only step in broccoli. Simmer. Water. Simmer. Have you ever heard of burned uh, broccoli? Can you burn hater? broccoli? What you can't hater? burn it because it's made in a pot of water. You don't, you don't know nothing about. You know what uh, a second meal they love from it? What I do with corn. Oh, I like to dig it out that can what? and I put it in there. And then I get a can of water and I put it on there. And then I get some Zatarans. They don't expect that. I sprinkle uh, it. I'm a great cook. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yes, ma'am. You Whatever. good at heating stuff up. Uh, you're good at uh, telling us about what's going on in jail. Yes, ma'am. And getting out to tell you. <laughs> Did you hear what she say? You good at what's going on in jail. And so right there at that moment, he said, Okay, we, this is but, what we're but doing. But his comeback was good too. He said, "I'm good at getting out too to mm-hmm. tell you about it." Yeah, yeah. But it was like. But the precursor that she was asking him, which it to me, it started when he told her she wasn't a good horse, and she kept a host because she kept over talking him. Mm-hmm. But you got to admit, if you're gonna ask somebody what you're good at cooking, why would you start out with broccoli? <laughs> broccoli. I do a you good can, broccoli. You can put broccoli microwave and steam it for five minutes I, and it's good i do a good brock he said look how you what what does it take to make broccoli? broccoli you're good at warming up things yeah that, and, and that was that he was still being nice and cool i don't know what was in his cup but he was keeping it <laughs> mellow and you you could tell what a little thing yeah yeah you was getting a little bit out of shape mm-hmm. but that was your segue when he got you on the broccoli you should have just said and then when he did the corn, that was funny. Yeah. And that's when you should have just been like, okay. Exactly. You got me. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. We got my man Derek Walker doing the Marketing Minute calling in right now. So I want to take Derek Walker, and we're going to do the Marketing Minute. We're going to come back to that topic of Cat Williams and Wanda and how she played the role as victim once it came out on the next show that they had. But this is my man Derek Walker with the Marketing Minute calling in as he does each and every week, giving us something we can do to help spark our life. What's going on, D-Walk? Nothing much, man. How's it going on this wonderful, gloomy, wet, moist Friday? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. You know, this, this rain is the wettest rain from any rain you've ever seen before. I've never seen rain wetter. Man, listen, my grandfather used to say when it's raining, the faster you try to run, the more wet you get. Uh, so I, I just try to keep that in mind and understand that. <laughs> Slow down and enjoy the, the rain that's going to hit you anyway, huh? Yeah, exactly, man. It's going to hit you anyway. That's, you know what? That sounds like a good, that sounds like a marketing minute right there. I might <laughs> sure does. Develop that right there. Well, hey, guys, listen, the marketing minute is something that D-Walk calls in, gives us something each and every week, man. It's something that helps spark our life, whether it's in business or whether it's in uh, uh, our life or whatever it is. It's something that can help help us go forward. So if you want to keep up with D-Walk, make sure you follow him at all the hashtags I am D-Walk. That's hashtag I am D-Walk on all social media platforms. You'll be able to catch up with him there. But right here, he's on Radio Therapy with Terrence J and Lady C giving us the marketing minutes. So we're not going to hold him up any further, man. Let's go. That's right. That's right. I am D. Walker. This is your marketing minute. For a second, I want to talk about when the assets become a liability. When, when the assets become a liability. 
Have you ever been in business and you bought things, you bought stuff, you bought uh, a tool that you thought was going to help take your business to a next level, and it didn't quite work out as planned, and that asset that you thought you were purchasing became a liability? It's time to sometimes look and see how to take these liabilities, these situations that aren't adding value to you. Sometimes it's not even just tangible things, but it's relationships that aren't assets anymore. How do you revamp them if it's worth it, number one? How do you reanalyze and re, uh, re look at it, just look at it from a different perspective to see how it can become an asset for you? You can look at a situation and say, okay, I've got an, an, over, an abundance of um, this item or that item. Now, how do I position this to get rid of it? I was working with Benny Hanna one day, and they had uh, scraps. They had an asset of purchasing premium meat, but they had some scraps, some leftovers. What I did was convince them to say, instead of purchasing beef broth, why don't you take your scraps of the, these assets, this main asset is the beef, this liability or this this thing that was taken away from your scrap and make it something that's going to be valuable for you. For now, they don't have to buy beef stock, but they now have their own quote-unquote premium beef stock made with the leftovers, the, live, the, the remaining uh, the overage of what they had before. So where are your things that you have as an asset that move into a liability or an overage that you can get rid of? The more long you hold on to it, less value it have. You want to turn those as you want to turn those minuses into pluses by looking at what you have, seeing who can find value in that, and moving forward from there. That is the your mark in a minute. I am D Walk. All right, that's what's up, man. Right. Turning those negatives into an asset. Been able to look Absolutely. at them as, di- as a different way, man. I love I love it. Yeah, man. You know, it really it happens quite often. We just got to be able to figure out how to make the most, how to make the best out of every situation and opportunity. And even as I was talking about it, I was talking about things that are tangible. But at the same time, those things can become something that becomes useful and beneficial to you. You know, for me, I purchased a, a very expensive car and uh, lost my job six months later. That asset that was great at the time became a liability. But what I had to utilize and say, okay, how do I make this this thing that I do have, regardless if it was a good or a bad decision in that moment, how do I make this represent something that's going to be more beneficial and be a greater asset for me than what I initially intended it to, intended it to be as a a car? But now this car has turned into, you know, I, I make, maybe can Uber, maybe I can Lyft, maybe I can take some people certain places, maybe I can use the position uh, uh, and the look of this car to generate more opportunities and possibilities, X, Y, Z. So it's just been able to see the greater in every choice and every opportunity. All right, man. Well, that's what's up, man. We appreciate you as always. Yes, uh, I know you had a uh, – tell us a little bit about your event real quick, man, you had uh, so the people can catch the next one. I said I want you to tell everybody – where you at, man? You being a barista? I'm, I- I'm I'm just uh I'm in Southside Lamar I'm in Southside Gilly Southside. There's an event called Big D, Big Design, the D is for Design, and just left a conference where uh, there was a gentleman that created uh, lots of 3D drawings and how he's gone from doing sketches and drawings to using Photoshop to now developing sets, developing costumes, and just understanding that the the design the design approach is something that's not set to one place, but it's open for everything. Okay, yeah, it sounds like either you would uh, get some coffee made or standing up under an F-14 taking off. Uh, no, off that, Jeff was an, that, was, bro, that was an 18-wheeler that was passing me. I didn't want to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> but I just checked out from the event, man. Right. Uh, but I did kind of want to stick around and hear what you, you all had to say regarding the uh, what, what they're not calling the Cat Williams situation. 
because uh, I did watch that, and I, I have a couple of opinions about it, but I'm all, I'm definitely, uh, I didn't know that was a talking point for this evening, but I, I'd love to chime in and just hear you guys' thoughts on that. All right. Well, hey, well, let's, let's keep it rolling there. Let's keep it rolling. So, as, a, as we were saying before we did the market minute, and the clip I played was uh, when it all kind of started, but Lady Z made a great point when you said that you think that she got in her feelings when he told her she wasn't a good interviewer. Well, then that's when you saw her go on a personal thing to talk about, well, you good about telling us what's in jail. So now I listened to that. Cat Williams goes on and on to talk about, you know, her jury, talk about, um, you know, her size and things like that. None of the stuff was outside of the realm of what a comedian does back and forth. Um, but it started to go to a point to where she, you can tell she was, she was getting frustrated and she was kind of getting outranked in this competition with her and Cat Williams. So now the thing is, is that what really got me after that went on, of course, we heard that over the weekend at the comedy spot that her husband and her son supposedly pulled a gun on Cat Williams. Now, Wanda's account was Cat Williams saw them made a line straight for her and said, I told you effing with me will make you go viral. Her husband said, hey, man, going on somewhere else. He supposedly, from Wanda's account, told her husband, hey, man, I'll jump on you too. And then that's when the husband pulled out the gun, supposedly. So those are two sides of the stories that we got about the gun at the situation. So we'll find out later, I guess, through an investigation was true. But the thing is, is that after that ordeal went on and both of them got to talking back and forth, they came back on air on that Monday and Wanda came on air and I felt played the victim role. And I'm going to play this clip. And ladies, you hadn't heard this, right? No, I hadn't heard the clip. Okay, so I'm going to play this clip. And uh, I got two clips I'm going to play, but this first one, I think you're going to start to hear after what you've heard already with her going back and forth with Kat, and I think that's when you're going to start to say, wait a minute, I don't know if that is the right role for her to play at this moment because she mentioned something to her co-host about him being the man in the house, and I want to have a conversation about that and what's the role of, of men and women when they're working together, and even in a radio show setting like we have right here. So this is, this is one to come back on. This is an explanation about what happened between her and Kat Williams off guard and after it went on for a while I did wanted it to end and I know you're the person that normally would cut things off all right man it's time to go it's time and that never happened no that we, did happen we, we, what you said yeah you I, did say, I tried to go to break like three times right and y'all kept going right so so okay we played the bumper when we played the bumper that's when we kept going over you know over the bumper and I agree I put my part in I did my part I'm not I'm not saying that I didn't I'm not playing the victim. I'm not saying that I didn't. But I, I think at some point I was expecting, all right, y'all, enough of that. You know, because both of us were like kids. It didn't end. And I was expecting you to, as the man of the house, to stand up and, and stop the kids from playing. And it, did, and it never happened. Now, she says, at some point, I expected you as the man of the house to tell the kids to stop playing. And I said, whoa, hold on stop wait a minute are you really going to pull 
as the man of the house. You're a grown woman. You are a grown woman who I'm pretty sure expects and a husband. expects competent pay. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you you come in and and you are for you know equal rights this and that and you are your own woman and all of a sudden now I, I, I don't it ain't no equal rights or nothing she got she lost control of the situation her biggest problem was you tried to go toe for toe with cat williams that was just a bad decision you should have bowed out gracefully first of all you a comedian you should know the protocol you should just bowed out gracefully how was it his fault it wasn't. And so the thing mm-hmm. is, is that I didn't like the fact that now you come on air and you start just trying to you start now way. talking about I expected you to stop it. So now you're going to pass the buck on him. You're going to you're going to pass the buck on him and then you're going to bring gender roles into it. I, I That right there, I think, is where as a male, you lose you start to lose credibility for what she's talking about because now you're expecting him to do what treat you as a child what if he does that tomorrow how would you feel if he treats you like a child with the mindset that she was in if he would have took an assertive role to cut that out she'd have started on him because her fit she didn't got a little she was in her feelings and got her feelings hurt and that's what you know as i listened to that and as a as someone that studied journalism and had radio shows and been a part of radio shows and, and interview platforms, including this, I, I saw even before where it got really spicy, the type of interviewer that she was, she was, she, she, what he was saying was that she was a bad interviewer. She was. The, the initial time. And, and it, she did, she couldn't take a joke, but also if you notice, he, she was forcing her point about Tiffany Haddish, whereas if you're the interviewer, we want to. She said, "We want to hear from you, Cat Williams. What do you think about that?" He made his expression, and then she almost shut him down and said, "Well, I still think this." That was passive aggressive. It was also microaggression that she had from wherever, you know, for her to to pull that card. And then when Cat Williams tried to, you know, we're not even. Let's not even say try. He responded accordingly. She couldn't deal with the pressure, you know. And, and even one of the funniest, and, and when she asked him about, you know, what do you cook? And she said, do you cook this, this, this? And then if you notice, when Frank Ski asked the question, he just asked the question and let it go so that Cat Williams could answer it, which is probably closer to uh, 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 what's called best practices in interviewing. Ask the question and let it go. Don't give examples. Don't say this. Don't don't say that. Just get just ask a question. Let it go. And she 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 didn't do that well. Well, I'm gonna tell you what else stirred it up. When he got that first um good what I call ranking on each other, cracking on each other, uh-huh. good crack in, and then the the men were like genuinely like laughing hard. Like <laughs> she didn't she didn't get that response from her stuff. Then she started with the started attacking him personally, and he still I don't know what was in Cat's cup, but he was still just as cool as a cucumber. But yeah. that that's what really that's what really got her flared up because he got he got the laugh, and I mean they were laughing hard. He, it was all about the broccoli. He mm-hmm. talking about broccoli. He said, man, look on your phone. So what do you have to do to cook broccoli? They like so that, let me that's tell what you. got him. I actually looked up how do you prepare broccoli. And I don't you know if you guys have done that. 
you know, and I don't even prepare broccoli that way, but it says boil some water. <laughs> and put some broccoli and season you know, today. Which was more revealing about her. You know, if your best if your best dish is broccoli, is dish, broccoli. <laughs> you know, and I think I've made some pretty outstanding broccoli. I, you know, I'll, I'll do a little, you know, I'll roast it a little bit, and then I'll put a little, you know, cayenne, some little okay. lemon pepper, whatever. Hey, did he you throw know? some salaries in there? They wasn't But when that. he did that with his hands, boy, that lost me. But, but tell me this, Derek. <laughs> now, if somebody's going to ask you what's your best dish, you going to lead out with broccoli? Right. I mean, you know. come on, but... You touting how good a cook you are. Well, I'm going to tell you what else. He was just messing with her. He told me, Wanda, you know you started out real good, but you know you didn't. And most, and, that, and, and that actually is the truth. As your children get older, you don't have to. And so, no, I do it all. I did it all. Bye, bye, bye. Get it first and then. Okay. Cat was like, okay. And then he got <laughs> into me. I think you kind of digging me or liking me or something. And then when she, but then when she started attacking in person, I was like, okay, she just lost it. First, you called yeah, him an inmate. Yeah, now you said, well, tell us about jail. That's when she got childish, and, and, and that's when she lost it. And he still stayed in character, but her, the, the most unwise decision she made was, my stance is this, Derek, of all people to try to play the dozens with, you going to go head to head, try to go head toe-to-toe with Cat Williams? Come oh, on no. now. You got to be smart. You, who raised you? Who, who raised you? you? Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, listen, and, you know, and, and, I, and I, I even, I, I thought, right, I thought it about, okay, you got three guys in here, one exactly, woman. Exactly. You know, and then she, she she did some things to emasculate him, and that's that's something that, that but he I still can played that share. On. I can share with any, any man, male, uh, you know, black man that I know, when you start to do that, it, it's like that's that's all right. You, that I take all the cards off the table now because you're going into a position that's super like not okay. You know what I mean? And then to kind of you know to call him Miss Cat and that that that's um you know those are I'm not an advocate for violence and or fighting, but those are those are fight words. But those are words and phrases mm-hmm. that are get uh, me get me riled up. Okay, but still, but. Think about this though. Even with her doing all of that, Cat Williams was actually out of character for Cat Williams. Cause normally when you take it there, Cat just Swiss cheese you. He gonna annihilate you, chop 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 chop, and serve you up. He right. still was nice to her. Oh yeah, absolutely. For Cat Williams, he was extremely nice. Cause I kept saying, "Oh snap, he finna let her have it." Cause when she <laughs> made a comment about his clothes. And then his comeback was so good. And then she started to come in about size. He said, now, sweetheart, we're not going to talk about size. He said, because you even big on radio. I <laughs> lost it. <laughs> I was like, ha, 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 Because you went, but you started it. Yeah. And then he, he even said, had the schooler on jail. He said, now, baby, jail and prison ain't the same <laughs> You know. He said. <laughs> he saw that joke and he was big on <laughs> <laughs> Get your hair done. He said, "My who her moving while they talking? Somebody that her attached to that microphone." Somebody, he said, "The hair and the headsets come together." 
<laughs> you know, and the and the funny thing is about comedians, you know, and and that's, that's definitely you talk about skills, even from a marketing business standpoint. Cat Williams' ability, Cat Williams' ability to see in the moment and really tell the truth. Like he didn't make up anything that no. was like very far reaching. Like mm-hmm. yes, she had on a wig. It looked like it could have come together as a combo. Yeah. No. You know, she did have on some some of that five dollar paparazzi jewelry. No, no, no. You know. <laughs> no, but Derek, my favorite line was, "We want to thank Forever Twenty One." I was <laughs> done. I said, Listen, Cat Williams, no, I, I, you I, play too much. I have to say, when that he was said, my favorite. When he told us she was running out of breath because oh, exercise yeah. had started to crept into <laughs> I said, oh, my God, he is killing her. He, and it was just rolling off the dome. You could tell. And she tried to attack it. I mean, come on. That's Cat Williams. Look, Cat Williams said, my hair is 12 inches long. It's too, oh, you don't have a perm? She said, no, ma'am, I don't have a perm. Okay, his ears might have needed trimming, but hey, he he was on radio. It didn't matter what he looked like. Here's he the, opened up that coat, come up Versace. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. It don't look like it. She was just being. What, what she got was being me, the child. But not, what not what got that. what got me, and this is what I started to. I said, let me. I said, I wanted to ask this question with Lady Z because we do a radio show. We have guests. We have people that come and sit in the studio. And she, when she mentioned the, I expected you to stop it. And I said, wait a minute. In today's world of uh, women's liberation, equal pay, equal rights, all this other stuff, I don't know that when you have equal footing on this show that you could come in and now put all of the onus back on Frank Ski to say you should have been the one to treat us like kids and stop it because there is no other time in their dealings that Frank can treat them like quote-unquote kids or treat her like a kid going forward, that she's going to be okay with that. Do you know what would have gotten her mad respect if when she came back the next day and said, first of all, Frank, I want to apologize for letting things get out of hand. Y'all, no matter what y'all say, Cat Williams shut me down. It was funny. I hope we can have it. If she would have took ownership of the situation, it would have been off the chain. Absolutely. And Cat Williams probably her friend for life. You should have took ownership. You, He was a guest on your show. You lost control of the situation, and then you come back and try to blame somebody else. Well, that's why I like what Frank Ski yeah. said, and I'm gonna put this clip right here is gonna is gonna really uh, uh, sum up what I've been trying to say. And he came back and he pretty much let her know why it's unfair for her to blame him. Here it goes. I didn't know any better. But so now that it went, it went. Do you felt like you should have stopped it, or do you feel like now that it's out there and this well, is well, this I, is I, a negative I, thing? I feel. First of all, I don't appreciate people keep saying you should have mm-hmm. stopped it right? because we both have the responsibility to stop it. You have just as much responsibility to mm-hmm. say to go to break than I do. You could have looked at the producer and said, OK, cut it. And he would have cut it. But you didn't do that. Y'all kept going back and forth. So you got just as much power as I do. So I don't want people to listen to the show thinking that I got this magic button that I push. That's not the way this thing works. It. I didn't know. I'm watching two comedians going back and forth. That's what we did. And it was funny. And it was funny. And I think that had it gone the other way, we wouldn't right. be having this conversation right, right now. Right. Had you won right. over Cat Williams, we mm-hmm. wouldn't be sitting here having the conversation. So it's unfair right. to say I should have stopped it just because you lost. That's unfair. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm and you know what? Right there, right there, I know people, I don't think they heard what Frank was saying. Wait a minute. On this show where I have a, 
female co-host that I respect that I give as much say-so on this show as anyone. I think it's unfair for you now to turn around and not want to claim the responsibility that you have. Well, first of all, she's talking on both sides of her mouth because you had free reign of the show. You you had you felt comfortable enough to attack to attack a guest. You felt comfortable enough to take it and uh, attack his personal appearance. You didn't look over there for his permission to do that. And like he said, it was two comedians going toe to toe. Y'all were doing a routine as far as he was concerned. And he said, "I'm not a comedian, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even step even in that realm." Had I been a, it was another comedian in the room. He didn't say anything. He was laughing just as hard as Frank because mm-hmm. it was funny. Absolutely. Yeah. What? She's an oxymoron. You cannot be a comedian with thin skin. That's why I, I, you couldn't tell me she was a comedian. How you gonna have thin skin and try to be a comedian? You can't do that. But did you y'all notice there was a moment when Frank made an attempt? To bring he the did. music back. He did. And, and she kept going. Yeah. And that's what he was saying on that clip right there was, I tried two or three times, and every time I tried, you would say something. Not him. But you would say something. To me, something. Frank's role in this, for me, especially as a female, is a mute point. You are a professional. You are a comedian. You should know how to bow out gracefully, and you should have known when to cut it. When you realize that you stepped in shoes that were too big, bow out, laugh, say, Cat, you got me, and let it go. Now, if Cat would have kept going, then I could have put some of it on Cat. But you didn't bow out gracefully. And you still had a second chance when you came back the next day, but you're still trying to put the blame on somebody else. You need to take it. I don't feel like Frank had any responsibility in that because you initiated it. She initiated How is that his responsibility? Mm-hmm. You didn't ask his responsibility to initiate the dialogue. No, uh, he did, and, 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 like and to me, that's and to me, that was him giving her respect exactly. as one a, a comedian, and and as an another adult. You, I'm you started it, so I figured this is what you wanted. And when I tried to cut it, and you kept talking, this must be what you want. First of all, because you you went over the protocol in the show. We supposed to go. Back. That's what, that's why when I, when you remember when I hadn't heard, and I was asking, I said, "Well, what's the structure of the mm. show? Is it the standard where you supposed to go out?" You were breaking protocol anyway, so now how was it? So what, the two kids? I mean, I can come over and slap you upside your wigs and start y'all acting like kids? Because that's what I do to kids inside the line. I'm going to pop you upside the head. That's my point. So Don't you, come you and really, play that you card. You really want to go there? Do you really want me, me now to treat you like a kid? Me and my daughter was talking about We were laughing about it. You just got outranked. I'm laughing. We, I come from a family where you had to have thick skin. If you didn't have thick skin, you'd be crying all the time. So now how you going to call yourself a comedian and get up in front of a crowd of people cracking jokes and somebody can come and one-up you on your own show, on your own turf, and then you're going to turn around and say, you should have helped me? Stop talking. That would have been the easiest that thing to been do. A, you could have just. You, you well, got me, cat. You, you got, got me. You got me, cat. And, and you should have been laughing harder than up. When he said that about the broccoli, you could have been like, ah, da, 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 and cut it. Cat would have let you make it because Cat kept trying to let you make it. He kept trying to get back to what he actually came. They came to talk about the show that was coming. And, De- and Derek oh, said something too about too. the Miss Chris. I mean, the Miss uh, Miss Cat too. Where was she? Uh, where was she performing? He said, "Okay, but I'm going to be at the so and so tonight, and you're going to be where the Atlanta Comedy Club." <laughs> that was funny. Too. <laughs> but but yeah. to your point. So, but that was his way of saying, "Baby, now stay in your lane," because yeah. I have millions. You might have 20. 
Come on. Yeah, you, you it's levels to this. It's levels. Yeah. And stay on your level. But you know what, Derek, the thing you pointed out and, and that's another thing that I, I I heard but I didn't I didn't put a lot of stock into at the time. When you go through and you start saying Miss Cat, Miss Cat, okay, no, she, uh, okay. Was, she was already being. She oh, but she had already lost about it. She was already but being she, derogatory. She was adding. Right? She was adding. Yeah, no, to when that she fire. started talking about his hair, the way he looked, and all of this, she was, she was, she was out of control then, mm-hmm. to me, and 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 that's what uh, the problem was. Derek, Terrence, and I were talking. We were trying to think. I don't know too many comedians who could go toe to toe with Cat Williams. But I was saying, female-wise, the only one I could think of off the top of my head might be Monique. But that nah, lady was I not think, ready. Uh, Monique would be one. Yeah. Miss Laura is one. Right, but not her. Miss, she not ready. Miss Laura would definitely be a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, I, you know who I think of? Kim Wayans. Uh, True. Kind of back in the day. I think yeah. she would be a woman that would, that would respond accordingly. But definitely, uh, you know, all of the, some of the women that he even named, Melanie Camacho. Yeah, she's yeah. really, really funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and I, I think Tiffany Haddish would go, would do really well. She would too, yeah. but she not ready. Yeah, yeah and, and 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 that's the thing is that she wasn't ready on that, and so she came on the show and said, "I didn't want to go back and forth with him, but you did." I didn't want to do this, but you did. But you did, and yeah. and, and you should have stopped. You a grown it. woman, and folks making you do what you don't want to do. So what? You can't stop talking. Obviously not. I, and I, well, and, and, and okay. it goes back to she was still just a bad. She's just a bad interviewer. She to is. Me. I, I, mean, I she, was wondering how she, she got the job. Yeah, she kept cut. She's almost like Angela Yee to me. She kept cutting them off. She didn't really know how to ask the question. She had an objective and a point to make about you know Tiffany Haddish and female comedians that you know he wasn't trying to make that point. So yeah, I just that, think she wasn't. She that, wasn't the best. Was that shot fired at Angela Yee now? Was that? Well, no, no, no. No, I mean, you know, I think she fits with it. <laughs> no shots fired. <laughs> I think she's going to Please give me a call. Follow me on all social media platforms. I, I don't even know what y'all talking about. Show you a wonderful time. Um, you know, and I'm a journalist. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand journalism. I understand how to ask that. And sometimes. You know, if you notice, and sometimes watch, you know, watch some of her shows. Um, she'll somebody will start a conversation, and then one of her questions will take it to another direction without them kind of finishing or completing mm-hmm. their their statement. You know, and yeah. that sometimes uh, in the excitement of journalism and, and talking with people, that happens. Uh, but I will say that there's one great morning show host uh, that I do know, <clears throat> and that is um, Big Boy, mm-hmm. Big Boy's Neighborhood. You ever get a chance to check them out? Watch how he interviews and tells his jokes and kind of tells a story. It should be a narrative told with it. I think even you do it really well, Terrence, mm-hmm. with the conversations and things that happen. But it's, it's all about allowing that 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 person that you're interviewing <laughs> to speak. Yeah, <laughs> to speak. Yeah, and that that is the that is the the one thing that you have to do is that when you ask the question, you have to get out of the way. And get to the question, ask them the question, and move, and let them go, and steer the conversation so that it continues to flow. So, you know, and, and if she doesn't have the skill to do that, and Cat Williams pointed it out, which possibly was an insecurity of hers going forward anyway, that he's probably just the first person to just come out and say, you're not good because I'm trying to answer you and you won't let me answer. And then from that point, it just went on and on. I was just offended for... And listen, in this climate where we where we in now, I was offended 
for other women for her to pull that I'm just some incompetent woman who need you know no, I, I don't need be to save you. Don't be no, no, I was for I was offended as us. as a woman speaking. Mm, she was a woman she speaking. She was speaking for us. Well, anytime, yep. anytime you 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 kind of in that position, <laughs> she took on a point that's going to hurt. Other 99 point nine, no, it ain't 99.9% of women who ever saw that initial what's name, you just got outranked and you just was with <laughs> She ain't spoke for me. Because, first of all, I got enough daggum sense not to go toe to toe with Cat Williams. I bet I catch you funny. Leave me alone. You, I, I just said that loud. Boy, you know I can't outrank you. Leave me alone. And he just laughed. I mean, no, she wasn't speaking for me. I think, I think, I think her, I think her, uh, I think her, her, her comedian uh, coat was pulled, and she thought she was gonna try to get in there. She she thought she was ready. She, she, she believed her own person. She wasn't ready. She didn't think Cat was gonna fire back the way he did. True. And he fired back. but, I think okay. that's what happened. It was, but, she, she couldn't stop it because she had already kind of gone too she far She had got in too deep. But my question, Derek, though, is but why would you make that assumption? If Cat Williams ain't nothing else, he is consistently <laughs> Cat Williams. Exactly. I ain't seen Cat Williams in years. The last time I saw Cat Williams, I think something about him, he was having a meltdown. But he was still even good then when he was having a meltdown. But and so I was really happy to see how confident and poised he came across because i because when terrence first told me i was like well t uh, the last time i saw cat williams he was having a hard time so i just thought cat williams ate up for lunch he was really extra nice to her yeah he, he was he, he, didn't call, he didn't call out her name he didn't do any because if cat williams had been in rare form oh she'd let well she'd ran out of there crying which is, I think, all the more reason he was just calm. He was just—he was know, so just, calm that it was fun. Was that made chilling. it funny. Mm-hmm. He was just straight he, chilling. He came prepared to talk about his friend. That's what and he the, came and, the, and the uh, and the event and all those things that would happen. Everything else became, you know, he he responded accordingly. You come in picking on me. You come in messing up the flow at my juju, my juju. I let me let me let me give it back to you. And sometimes, you know. Everyone can't deal with the kickback. They can't respond. You know, they condition, but they can't take it. It's like firing that shotgun and it busts you in the nose because it was too powerful. You know, that's what happened to it. Yep, and I think I think she just got into a fight that she couldn't. She could. She wasn't ready for it. She did. She she was out. She was in. She was out of her league. And to me, that was incompetence on her part for not acknowledging that. Is Cat Williams? That's that's comparable to a modern day. That's like you trying to go toe to toe with Rich Pryor, in modern day terms. You can't do that. Or Dave Chappelle. You can't do that. You know they're gonna eat you for lunch. Absolutely. And, and, and just, they, not, they don't even have to try. What you if say? If you do, your lunch will be eaten. Yeah. She, those she, her lunch will be eaten. Those people <laughs> will just do that naturally. So you gotta be on the same level. Uh, I mean, like the other night. And I'm not even a big Dave Chappelle fan, but he funny as I'll get out. The other night, we were looking at something about the haters ball, and I was in tears because I was like, who thinks of this stuff? You definitely have to have a special mind. And and as as Derek said, he didn't make up anything. Cat wouldn't make up anything. And then if you look he up how to make, make up broccoli, up he went nothing. right into it. But you know what? That's the difference between a, a good comedian and great comedian. Because Cat Williams 
literally picked up on her insecurities quickly and quickly and made a joke out of them. Mm-hmm. But he was still very tactful with it. Oh yeah, it was very surgical. When he, he didn't did call it. her fat, but he called her lame brown. He didn't call her fat until she took till she played the size card. Mm-hmm. Everybody know Cat Williams a little guy. Everybody know Cat Williams got the metrosexual look going. So you gonna go for the obvious stuff? Come on. He, he ate up. He we, ate up for lunch. We all know. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he wasn't ready. And that's he wasn't all it ready. Was. <laughs> that is all it was. Hell, I can tell better jokes than she can. I ain't nowhere near Kabidi. She wasn't ready. Yep. So. Because the, the, the true way to get out of that would be like. Yeah, I'm not trying to go toe to toe with you. The broccoli was funny. I'm gonna stop you. I just go to break. That's how you got out of it. Come back, finish talking about Cat Williams stuff. And then the fat, sad part about it, if she'd have handled that properly with Cat Williams connection, he could have really helped you. But you, you done made an enemy now. Oh yeah, yeah. And now, now every time he see you, he comes. He go, now, now he may really go hard since you gonna lie on him and get you. It, get he'll, you. he'll come prepared next time. And that's the scary part. That's the scary part. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This was Cat Williams unprepared. Can mm-hmm. you imagine? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You know he will probably put that in one of his routines. It's, it's actually from almost kind of a business perspective and this relationship. We've got to make sure we don't create enemies that didn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> or don't exist. You know, sometimes we talk about haters, and those haters are really just our personal insecurities. Cat Williams had, he wasn't trying to deal with her. He came up there to deal with and support his friend. Cat Williams seemed to talk about money. And I was really impressed with, uh, even though he didn't have all his challenges, I was really impressed with the way I said he James Browned him in the uh, comedic circle because I didn't realize that he fully financed all his shows and stuff. That's off James. Yeah, I mean, that's smart. So I think, he got you know, the rights to everything. James Brown did that years ago. He cut out the middleman. That's why James Brown has so much money. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But yeah, I think that's indicative of Kevin Hart, of, of, um, of Cat Williams. You know, he's very much an intelligent person. He's conscious of the business. He's learning. He reads, obviously, because I didn't know the directions for broccoli were that, but they are. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> he's well read. I think those are all things that are that reflect. Well, that, but that lets you know that he actually does truly cook for his family. Right. <laughs> I put some jelly ranch in there. They wasn't expecting Baby, that. He, when he put that hand out there, he said, bam, through that jelly ranch. He done really told her how to cook the broccoli. He gonna make me go try to do some jelly ranch. He wasn't ready for that. Boy, I just fell Man, out of He really it. gave the instructions on how to cook he some broccoli. He really did. All right. Tell my brother, let me, what did you see I do with this corn? <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, oh man. God. He literally could take that and just make that a video, uh, a clip. And go with it. He could make money off of yeah. that. I will listen to that again because it's funny. Yeah. It was painful to hear her in pain, but he was funny. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I just, I, when I heard that, man, I, I did. I just said, wait a minute. You can't come back now, put on your big girl pants, and say he got one over on you, and that was it. Put on so, your lame brines. Yeah, put on your... <laughs> Put on your lame brines and keep it moving. So, but yeah, man, I, I I'm glad you was able to stick around and give us your 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 insight <laughs> on that, D. Walk. Absolutely, man. I appreciate y'all and let me share it with you. All right. Every man. time I think of broccoli, now I would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it all started off with some broccoli. Well, I tell you what, guys, we're gonna wrap this show up as we do each and every week. We'll see you guys on the next time, and God has everything you want. All you have to do is ask. Because we did, and we'll see you 
on the next edition of Radiotherapy with Terrence J. This has been Volume 2. How do we say it, ladies? Volume 1, Episode 2? Episode 2. There you go. Hey, the show has been brought to you by all that choose to listen. We will see you guys next time. I.D. Walk.